Hey, before we get to this week's show, we want to tell you about the NPR One app. It's an app for your phone. On NPR One, you can find the best from public radio and this show. Songs we love, local stories, and your favorite podcasts. And this show. NPR One is ready to make driving, working, or listening to podcasts better. I'm going to go ahead and read this final, final line as written. Find NPR One is on your app store. Bennett uh, is online now. He's called in with a question. We understand he should be in class, but he's not. Hey, Bennett. So what grade are you in? I'm in sixth grade. Okay. Oh, what class are you guys in right now? Um, we're just um, talking about Oedipus Rex. Oh. And you're missing that to talk to us. Yeah. All right. Well, we won't tell you how it ends. All right. <laughs> well, what can we help you with? Um, so I got this stuffed animal eagle, okay. and it's a bald eagle, and I was wondering if I had Peter Shagel's permission to name it Peter Shagel. Any particular reason why you want to name it after Peter? Uh, because he's bald and he's also really awesome, and it's a bald eagle. Uh, so what, did the name come to you instantly when you got this stuffed animal bald eagle? Um... It it took a few minutes. Were there any other names that you were considering? I was thinking of something like Freedom or Justice or something. Okay. Freedom or Justice or Peter Sagal. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so now uh, can you give us a few minutes? Yeah. Okay, we're going to try and figure this out. We're going to call you back fairly soon. Okay. Hey there, Bennett. Are you back? Uh, yeah. All right. Thanks. Did you did you read any Oedipus Rex while we were gone? Uh, no. Okay. Okay. We still won't reveal the end. Okay. All right. So you had a question for us. Um, we're just going to let you ask Peter your question yourself. Is that is that going to work? Yeah. Hello, Bennett. Hi. This is Peter. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm pretty well. I'm pretty well. I'm wondering what it is. What are those I can help you with? We haven't told Peter anything, no, Bennett. I am. I am. Ignorant of, of your needs here, Bennett. So I got a stuffed animal bald eagle. Uh-huh. And I was wondering if I had your permission to name it Peter Sagal. Oh. Oh, you absolutely have my permission. Uh, and uh, can you tell me why you want to name your, your stuffed bald eagle um, after me? Um, because you're bald and you're awesome. You know, I will take that. I will take that because I am bald. I mean, that's a fact. So it really comes down to what people then say after that. Yeah. Some people say I'm bald and tiresome. I'd much rather have bald and awesome. So I appreciate that. I, I will accept that honor with pride. In fact, if you could send me a picture of, of your, yourself and your bald eagle, I will put it on my wall and say that, that bald eagle is named after me because he thinks I'm bald and awesome. Okay. I think that the the right thing to do now to sort of set the name, put the name in place, mm -hmm. would be Peter. If if we could hear your best proud patriotic uh, eagle cry, that's tricky. Bennett, are, I, I off the top of my head do not know what eagles sound like. Do you? Can you give me an eagle to inspire me here? Um, I I don't really know either. Yeah, I mean, could you guys? I mean, so can you do a um 
An eagle sound? How do eagles sound? Well, I think the problem with, with eagles is that eagles have a terrible sound. They, it's a scream. They're, yeah, they're a dumb bird sound. They make dumb sounds. The sound that you hear often is a red-tailed hawk, right? That's right. The, ah! Yeah, that's, that's what a, I was going to say. That's a red-tailed hawk. Bennett, what does Peter Sagal, the eagle, sound like? It's your eagle. How does, what does he sound like? That's good. Very That's good. Nice. nice. That was really good. I'm yeah. gonna try it. Right. Peter. So, ahem. All right, here we go. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really bad at that. Nope, that's no, good. No, I think I have, that's it. That's yeah. the way Peter Sagal the Eagle sounds. <laughs> well, Bennett, uh, I hope that you and your Peter Sagal are as happy as uh, me and my Peter Sagal are. <laughs> 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 There's a famous mummy in Denmark called Toland Man. It's the remains of a guy who lived over 2,000 years ago. Ole Nielsen is director of the Silkeborg Museum, where Toland Man is on display. It's been an interesting month there. Monday, the 17th of October, we had a very, very strange telephone call. All of a sudden, a person called the museum and said that she had the toe of Toland Man. And uh, we were very excited to hear that because the big toe from the right foot had been missing since 1950 and nobody really knew what, uh, what happened to it. So Tolan Man was discovered in 1950 by a family that was just out digging peat. And they thought uh, they found this body. They thought it might be a murder victim. They called the police. But of course, it wasn't a murder victim. It was a mummy, a guy who lived 2,300 years ago. So in the process of figuring out how to preserve him, the body was divided up into different parts. The head came back to Sönkeborg Museum and was uh, exhibited here for many years just as a head with a hat on, with uh, the hanging noose. Toloman was hanged and the rope still around his neck. And actually people came from all over the world to see him and to film him, to photograph him. And... Every time the same question popped up, but where are the remaining parts of him? What have you done to the rest? And in the late 80s, my predecessor tried to find the remaining parts, and he succeeded in finding the most parts, except for the interior organs and one big toe that was missing. It it had obviously been sawn off the right foot, and nobody knew where it was. So so after... 2,300 years, all the parts were there, yes. except for the organs and this, this one toe. Where, where had the toe gone? <laughs> the daughter of the conservator remembered that uh, when she was a child, he, he had this glass jar with, with a foot in a blue liquid standing on his table. So he had obviously been, been making experiments with it to, to try to develop new methods for preserving the bark bodies. And uh, when the one foot had been finished, he sawed off this toe and kept it just to, to see how it reacted. And he used to wear it in his vest pocket or something like that. And when eating, he would take it up and put it on the table. And you know, she remembered that toe from her, her childhood. What does it look like? Because I imagine it's, you know, it's thousands of years old and it's, it's <laughs> not connected to the body. So does it look it does. like a toe? It does look like a toe. Yes, indeed. It's dark brown, 
uh, and totally dry, uh, but the nail is there, and it's very clear to see that the toe fits the foot where it's, it's missing. Is it the kind of thing only that you would put out on your dinner table while you're eating? <laughs> no, I think it will never be on a dinner table uh, any, anymore. You know, thinking about uh, the, the man who had taken his, his toe home, I, I just, you know, you always hear about somebody bringing home a pen or a notepad from work, and <laughs> you just had the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think today nobody would, would do it. Do you think he carried it around like you would carry around a rabbit's foot as like a, yeah, a maybe, good luck charm? maybe. It wouldn't surprise me, but then again, I think he used it to, you know, like like speculate and to, you know, to see how does it react to environment and 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 after preservation, how does it for how long will it be be kept? Will it degrade or dissolve itself, or what what will happen? Yeah, it it sort of sounds like you know when you get a, a new cleaner, like a an upholstery cleaner. And it says on the label, test this out on part of the couch that isn't visible, that you would use the toe to (laughs) test out the preservation. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. I guess, Oli, we have to ask you, do you have any uh, cool artifacts in your home? (laughs) Um, I have a piece of flint that was once used as a striker light. But uh, I don't have any body body parts uh, in my possession. (laughs) That's good to know. Well, Oli, thank you so much for telling us about this. You're welcome. It's now the part of our show where we like to stop and thank our sponsors. And this week, that's Casper. Casper is an online mattress retailer. The Casper mattress is designed, developed in the USA, and engineered for comfort. They use two technologies for this, latex foam and memory foam. And that combination gives you just the right amount of sink and bounce. Uh, you, do, you don't want a mattress that is all bounce, that provides infinite bounce. You, When you get into bed, you will then be vaulted into the sky, uh, eventually making your way to the sun, mm-hmm. where you, uh, you will be burned to a crisp. Really, before you even get there, the heat of uh, our star will incinerate your body. And it sounds like a lot of fun, honestly, to have a bouncy mattress. For a little while. Until your your body catches fire. Honestly, once you leave the Earth's atmosphere, you're going to be deprived of oxygen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, won't, you won't even actually feel your body uh, being burned up by the sun, but your final moments may be filled with thoughts of the, the unsettling image of, of your own body being burned, really vaporized. I mean, it's possible, too, that given the amount of debris in space, that you could be crushed by uh, uh, an old satellite or discarded rockets. There's all any number of things floating in space that could crush your body before you even got close to the sun and burned, were burned alive. On the flip side, you also don't want a, a mattress that's all sink. You really don't. Because what, what happens there is you are pulled deep, deep down into the mattress, into really underneath your bed almost. Uh, essentially, an all-sink mattress is a singularity, a black hole. So not only is it uncomfortable, you're not going to sleep well. Mm-mm. It's possible it is going to tear apart the fabric of the universe. In which case, you are responsible for really ending the lives of everybody around us. 
really ending all that is. Casper also has a risk-free trial. You can try out your Casper mattress for 100 nights with free delivery and returns, along with this special offer for listeners. Go to casper.com slash everything and use the promo code everything to redeem $50 towards a Casper mattress. Terms and conditions apply. One of those terms certainly is that uh, if you destroy the universe before the end of the 100-day trial, the money-back guarantee is voided because money and uh, all, all creation no longer exists. Hey Jess, what can we help you with? So I'm noticing lately that when I'm listening to the show, that when I hear either one of your voices, I feel physically sick. (laughs) Um, So I should start off by saying that I'm currently about five and a half months pregnant. Mm -hmm. And there was a day early on in my pregnancy when I was still dealing with morning sickness that I was listening to the show and then I was all of a sudden overcome with nausea. So I had to get up, run to the bathroom I threw up. Oh. Um, since then, I feel better, but I've noticed that when I'm listening to the show and you guys start talking, I get this same feeling of this sort of dreadful feeling that I'm about to get sick. So I assume I have some sort of association now between your voices and being sick. I have to ask, is it is it okay talking to us now? I, I, we don't want to be making you sick. To be honest, I had the same initial feeling that when I first heard your voices. And wow. it, only, it, it happens in an instant, and it doesn't last long. Okay. Um, definitely when I'm listening to you, listening to the show, I'll have a lingering feeling of just sort of like, oh, no, something's about to happen. But wow. um, it feels okay now because I'm more excited knowing that maybe I'll get to the bottom of it and figure out a way to get over this aversion. So if we were to put your nausea on a scale right now, uh, 1 to 10, 10 being the worst, where would where is your nausea? Okay, it's not so bad. I would say it's a 3. Oh, okay. Because how, how I feel now, it's not so much the physical feeling of nausea, but it's this mental emotion of, I can only describe it as dread, that Oh no! That's yeah. how you this feel. Happened to me. <laughs> yeah, and when I listen to the show, I have to check in with myself every once in a while and say, "Don't worry, it's okay. Like this, nothing bad is about to happen." Do you have any other associations? Are there other things that make you feel this way? Yeah. So strawberries. Okay. Are the same things. I can't really eat them now mm. without feeling sick. Do you have any uh, anything in the opposite direction? Do you have any cravings? I really want everything to be super vinegary and tart. Anytime I get a sandwich, I'll put extra vinegar on it. Okay. I wonder if if maybe if whenever you listen to the show, if you just had a big glass of vinegar that you drank periodically, if we could mm-hmm. then switch the association to a to a positive one. You know, I, it's worth a try. I hope it doesn't then turn the opposite way and I start to hate vinegar, but... yeah. You think that our show, like our voices, will just poison everything associated <laughs> with it? I, re- I really hope not. Well, we could, we could just, we could stop doing the show. Just quit the show. Yeah. Yeah, I'd hate to be the one responsible for that. But we, you know, we want to help. I mean, I feel like this is one of those things where there are other people out there who also feel nauseous. Okay. When they listen to the show. So it wouldn't be your response. You wouldn't be the sole person responsible for us quitting the show. You know, I'm sorry. I I hope you don't take it personally. It it sounds worse than it is. It's just unfortunate, the timing of of the initial event. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's nice to know that, you know, the work we do is having an effect on someone, even if uh, it is, you know, making them sick. It's... Yeah, it brings on a lot of emotions every time I listen. I'll say that. And someday there'll be a baby that was influenced prenatally by, right. by our voices. <laughs> and, you know, I can maybe tell her one day, you got that show canceled. Yeah. You and, and all of the sickness you caused me canceled and... the show. Well, Jess, thank you so much for your call, and best of luck with the rest of your pregnancy. Okay, thanks so much. We are ending the show next week. We told you that on last week's show. And really, it's a coincidence that Jess has this problem uh, that will benefit from us canceling the show. Um, But you have one, one more week, basically just a few more days from right now, to get in any questions you want us to answer on our, on our final show. And um, we hope that if our voices have been nauseating to you, that um, November 18th, our final show, will be a, a great relief. It's a celebration, really. You don't need to be sad. I mean, think, think how good it will feel to eat food and know, know that it won't soon be uh, erupting from your mouth. And if you're in need of an emetic, just reach out. As civilians, we'd be happy to come to your house and you know read Goodnight Moon until... You get that poison out. You can call Poison Control, or you can just call us at 1-888-GAGAX-5. I think we're also going to turn off the phone line. Oh, that makes sense. Well, that does it for this week's show. What'd you learn, Ian? I learned that, you know, long ago, a man, probably with the best of intentions, took home part of, uh, of, of a mummy, a very significant mummy. Yeah. You, you do wonder about, you know, all the the exhibits you've seen and the people that work at, at them, if somebody just took home part of it. Oh, sure. Do you think that there's somebody somewhere who has the Venus de Milo's arms? I like the idea that somewhere out there, there's someone with the jean shorts previously worn by Michelangelo's David. That he, actually, he was designed to be wearing short, cut-off jean shorts. Yeah. But a conservator long ago took them home. Because they're nice. Yeah. They're big. They're going to be big. I wonder if, if maybe Michelangelo, when he built the David, did a whole line of different outfits that you could wear with him, like for different occasions. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe it's uh, the holidays. He has mm-hmm. a fun sweater that he wears. Ah, Dave, Merry Christmas. How to Do Everything is produced by Candace Mattel with technical direction from Lorna White. Our interns this week are Andrew, who is staffing our office in Brussels. Uh, Mike, who's got a birthday coming up next week. Chad, who also has a birthday coming up next week. We'll we'll just assume they're twins. Tammy, who uh, did a lot of different 3D pie charts for the show this week. I'm sorry we didn't actually get them into the episode. Uh, Maybe we did. Oh. It's it's impossible to know this, this being audio. Matt? who uh, helped us out by running across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge. It's it's an important part of every show. We can't explain why. Sharon's daughter, Sarah, who sewed our uh, How to Do Everything staff uniforms. Jessica painted our closets this week. Uh, Amanda and Christine uh, did a lot of the legal work on all of our contracts. They may help us when uh, Casper sues us. And Kerr, who uh, took care of our backlog of Sudoku puzzles, that need to be finished before our final show next week. Thanks, Kurt. We still have one show left, so if you have any questions that you want us to answer, you can send them to us now. Send them to howto at npr.org. Our website is howtodoeverything.org. 
Radio.org. One thing real quick, we talked about silent snacks last week that don't annoy your uh, seatmates at a movie theater. We uh, neglected to mention that uh, silent snacks come from the uh, Today Ticks app, uh, which is an app that uh, helps people find uh, good prices on last-minute theater tickets. I'm Ian. And I'm Mike. Thanks. Thanks. And uh, with that, this show is finally over. Uh, but there's more out there you can listen to. For example, NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour. They bring you a fun and funny conversation about the best in movies, TV shows, books, music, and more. From their fall movie and TV preview to in-depth discussions with Trevor Noah and Shonda Rhimes, you're bound to hear something that makes you happy every week. That's Pop Culture Happy Hour from NPR. Find it now on the NPR One app and at npr.org slash podcasts.